The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Saints of God, you've been born again, but let me tell you, redemption doesn't come without divine provision. When they released the slaves, the Emancipation Proclamation, thank God they were free, but they were free and broke. I'm telling you, the devil has tried to treat the church the same way. He thinks just cause you got saved, you happy with that. No, we're not gonna be satisfied anymore. This place supposed to be loaded with millionaires. This is why he wants you to have the money. Not so you can buy 14 Cadillacs. He wants you to have money because you're gonna build the old waste places. You're gonna help those boys in prison. You're gonna help these people that can't learn. You're gonna help the starving infants. You're gonna help the people who have no mom and daddy. You're gonna help somebody. The money is gonna rebuild for the kingdom of God. Your identity has a lot to do with your inheritance. Your identity has a lot to do with your inheritance. Notice I just read you the prodigal son. I read you the son that came back and got his inheritance. I didn't keep reading to the elder brother who was out there in the field working with the this, with this servants and came in and said, now what is all this dancing and, and partying going on? So well, your brother who is dead, he's alive again. He's came back, come back home. He said, oh, what? And the father came out and treated him, said, son, why don't you come on in and, and share with us? I'm not coming in there. All these years I done worked for you. I done done all this and never even ever ran off with the money and he went out there and slept with prostitutes. Notice, notice pointing of the finger. Notice, no folks with low self-esteem always trying to point out something low in somebody else. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so notice what I'm saying here. I'm saying that we've got to rise up and realize that we have divine nature in us and that we have value. Lord have mercy, I like that. We have some value. There's some value. There's, there's royalty in me. There's a king in here. And, and that's why I can decree things. And, and they'll be carried out. Angels will carry them out because they, they, they know who they are. Remember when those demons, uh, th those boys who were preacher's kids tried to cast out those demons and, 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 and they said, I cast you out by the, by the Jesus that Paul preaches. And the demons jumped on them, whipped them, and said this, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? See, the devil knows when you don't know who you are. Say amen to that. Folks, I'm, I have nothing against Kunta Kinte. But the fact of the thing is, is the natural roots can't cast out a devil. The natural roots can't lay hands on the sick and they be, they be healed. Say amen to this. I'm only telling you, don't stop there. There's a spiritual inheritance and heritage that you have, that you got to get that. God is my father. And my father, daddy, owns everything. That devil doesn't own anything here. Say amen to that. Folks, that is the way I get most of the revelation I get because I read it like I own something. I don't read it like I'm here catching a cab. 
I read it like I own the cab company. I read it like that. Come on now. I'm just saying, I know this, this offends some people because you, you hate to see anybody rise any higher than you. I, I, I'm not, you know, I just, there are certain things royalty doesn't, that we don't do. We don't roll down the window, hey girl, where's my money? You, you, royalty doesn't do that. Okay, that's, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. So my point to you is Psalm 82, God stands in the congregation of the mighty, he judges among the gods. Watch this. How long would you judge unjustly except the person of the wicked? See, now how long are you going to let the wicked do this? So what we're talking about now is vengeance and recompense. And vengeance has to do with the justice of God. It has to do with God something coming out of the heart of God that is the, for his love of justice. And God knows that in this world, justice has got to be here. That if justice is not here, evil will get more evil. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. And you and I know the justice of God because the justice cannot be justice without the law. If you're gonna, if you're gonna have justice, you've gotta have a law. If you don't have any law, how are you gonna have justice? What is the justice gonna be based on? So you gotta have laws. So I'm saying that one of the primary focuses of the enemy to try to govern humanity is to attack the legal systems of the earth. What is he trying to do? Make unjust laws. And then keep the church so carnal and so babyhood until the church won't rise up and call it what it is. Eve didn't eat Adam out of house and home because she thought she didn't like him anymore. And she, it, she was deceived and then gave it to him. And the Bible says he was not deceived. I'm just saying people have done things and they've just been deceived. So the world is deceived making laws to take Bibles out of schools. But what happened, they took the Bible out of school and had to put a metal detector in its place. I'm talking about the public schools in the inner cities. Say amen to that. So no God now, no standard now. So anything goes. And so you can't do that because chaos will cause people to lose their lives. Are you following what I'm saying? Does this make sense to you first of all? So the church, who are the church? We're the ones, the enforcing agents of God. We're the ones that says enough is enough. We're the ones that said, no, 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 that's not going to happen. We're the ones that's got to stand up for righteousness. So no, this is the way that's going to be. And I used an example. I said, hey, look what happened during uh, time of, uh, of uh, the integration and so forth like that. The church was supposed to stand up when there was slavery and say, hey, no, that's not right to treat another human being like that. But somehow the church was silent. I'm not talking about just that, and I'm not getting on things, so don't write me no letter. And so, and, and, 
And, and then it's other things that have happened, folks. It's this tax system that's going on out here. Folks, some of this stuff is plain old illegal. And I'm saying that unless the church takes the blinders off and just look at that, all you got to do is look at the laws on the book. So I'm saying God's going to do some things through the church in these last hours because we're getting ready for Jesus' return. And so every system that's out of line with heaven, we're going to put it back in line. Amen. Say, ain't that wonderful? Yeah. It says in Psalm 97.2, he says, clouds of darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of them. Now, when he says clouds and darkness, he's not talking about darkness around God. He is saying that God is lighter than anything around him. So because he's lighter than anything around him, everything around him seems dark in terms of how compared, how compared to him. You follow what I'm saying. And then it says this, Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 11. Because sentence against an evil work is not uh, executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. So people think it's okay to do evil when you don't uh, invoke justice when you let uh, injustice go on like that. They think it's okay. So we found that justice is vital to the manifestation, uh, pardon me, vital to the kingdom of God manifestation. Now, let's branch off right here. One of the main conditions through which heaven's economy will manifest is through justice. Let's go back to Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61. Are you with me? Verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Watch this, the day of vengeance of our God. Now, what did we say vengeance was? Vengeance has nothing to do with hatred or some kind of emotional resentment or some kind of retaliation. Vengeance is not that. Vengeance of God is, is something that proceeds from the heart of God, from the love of justice, and it's necessary for punishing offenders. So vengeance has nothing to do with some kind of, I'm going to get you at 3 o'clock. It's nothing to do with that. It's something that comes from the love of justice, and it comes out of the heart of God and necessity for punishing offenders. Got it? the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. Now, Jesus didn't read that. And we went over this before. He didn't read that. He broke off and stopped right here halfway through verse 2 to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it to the minister, sat down, eyes of all them in the synagogue of fashion on him. And he began to say, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So what we said is now vengeance takes up. And vengeance starts where the latter rain begins. Jesus stopped. But the latter rain prophesied in Joel chapter 2 is now the day of the vengeance of our God. Now, we said in this day, all the enemies of God's people will now be found up against the vengeance of the Lord. Because whatever now is tampering with your destiny, God is going to now start commanding vengeance upon them. Now, it doesn't make any difference what it is whether it's natural or spiritual. 
because God knows that the people are not the problem. It's the devil who is using demonic forces and a system that he has built up to try to regulate the minds and hearts of all the people that are in it. Say amen to that. But you and I are in the world, but not what? Not of the world. Moses needed vengeance to take his place. He couldn't take his place without vengeance. In other words, God had to come in and assist him in doing what he called him to do. Moses went down there and said, let my people go. If you don't let them go, this is what's going to happen. And as fast as Pharaoh refused, that happened. Now, what was Moses? He was just a mouthpiece. So he didn't hate Pharaoh. He just loved God. And as he did, he followed God's commandments. But at first, he didn't want to follow him because he knew that Pharaoh was powerful. But God demonstrated to Moses how powerful he was. And I believe that the problem in the church is that somehow they think the system of the education is more powerful than the system of God. And so we need to go back and recalibrate ourselves in terms of how powerful God really is. I'm telling you, the God that we serve took one man named David, slayed a giant, and whipped all the enemies. One man named God, one, one, one thing God did was split the Red Sea. God called people back to life who had been dead four days and stinking. God calls a man to feed 5,000 plus women and children with two fish and five loaves. God stopped the storm. God did that. But I and my father are one. So as we move into these last days, God knows he's got a shield around you called the Holy Ghost. And anything that's going to tamper with you, the Holy Ghost has authorized, been authorized to deal with it. Say amen to that. So God says over in Isaiah, no weapon formed against you, come on, shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment shall be shown the being the wrong. So I'm saying in Deuteronomy 7, verses 1 and 2, when the Lord thy God shall bring you into the land where you go and possess it, and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, the Jebusites, seven nations greater and what? Mightier than you are. These enemies are mightier than you are. I'm saying there are spiritual forces that you cannot see with your natural eyes. You cannot feel them with your natural hand. You cannot hear them with your natural ears. And there are forces that are there to stop you from reaching your destiny. If I were to tell you you're supposed to be much further along than you are right now, you might have some objection to that. But if you ever get in this Bible and be led by the Spirit of God and let God 
himself show you that you should have three businesses by now, that you should have that schooling completed by now, that you should have that orphanage built by now, that you should have that ministry going by now. Say amen to that. If he were to show you these things, you will say, my goodness, what happened? The enemy robbed you of it. Now look what it says over here in verse 8, for I the Lord love judgment and I hate what? Robbery. How many of you know the devil is a thief? I said, how many of you know the devil is a thief? Now, my point to you is he's been stealing from God's people. He's been keeping you from your destiny. That's Exodus chapter 7. And also, that's over in John. Oh, glory to God. It's over in Luke chapter 4. He's been trying to keep you from winning. That's found over in Joshua chapter 9. Notice what he did with Joshua. He spent, sent a spirit of deception to deceive Joshua, and Joshua made the wrong decision and now ended up having to be ally with the, his enemy versus destroying his enemy. I'm saying that's deception, but it happened on a level that the natural mind can't catch. But those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, and will catch this thing. Say amen to that. The enemy is out to keep you from your peace. He, I remember when the people at Lake and Pulaski, they, when we were down there starting the ministry, and the lady broke in the door, she said, hey, I got problems. Where's the pastor? I said, I'm the pastor. Pastor, they selling drugs on my block. They come out there at 4 o'clock. They don't leave till sometime after 12 midnight, and they, well, kids can't play anymore and do anything. I said, sister, get in this circle and play. Pray. We prayed. God spoke to me. I said, Sister God said, take this bottle of oil and we're going to bless it and take it and go down to your block and start at one end of it and pour that down the other. Now notice, that has nothing to do with the drug dealer. He, not, he didn't say go get the police. He didn't say go get the lawyers. He didn't say go get a vigilante. He said go get a bottle of oil. I'm telling you that you've been trying to fight battles naturally and your battle is not natural, for you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but you wrestle against principalities and powers. Now, why is the devil out to stop you? Because he knows that if you win, you're going to get the victory over him, you're going to get the money, you're going to get the souls, you're going to get the building project, you're going to get everything that Satan has stolen. Are you with me? So what am I telling you? She spread that oil down that block. Now understand what she had to do. She had to obey the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, many of God's people haven't seen the outcome and the victory because they refuse to do what God said do because you're looking at yourself and your little old fine self with your fine dress on. You don't see how you can do that. You better come down off of that arrogance and get that bottle of oil and go in that house and pour it all down that house. Every devil in there that's holding your children got to let them go. Every demon in there that's causing sickness in your family got to let them go. Every spirit at your job that's holding back your promotion must let you go. That lady came back rejoicing. She said, oh, pastor, guess what happened? I knew what happened. God got the victory. Because whatever he tells you to do, if you got guts enough to do it, you will get the victory. Not one time. He always causes you 
triumph. So what am I saying here? The enemy resisted Israel's release. What did God do? He warned Pharaoh one time, warned him again, warned him again. And then he told Moses this, Moses, tell him this, they're not going to come out empty. So don't just be satisfied with getting loose. Make him pay damages. And that's what I'm telling you right now. Saints of God, you've been born again, but let me tell you, redemption doesn't come without divine provision. I'm going to just use an analogy and don't write me no bad letters because I can use it because that analogy, I know that analogy well, but when they released the slaves, the Emancipation Proclamation, thank God they were free. But they were free and broke. They were free not having a job, not having tools. Why? Because somebody vetoed a 40 acres and a mule. They wouldn't let them have any property. They wouldn't let them have any possession, nothing to start their farming with. I'm telling you, the devil has tried to treat the church the same way. He thinks just because you got saved, you're happy with that. No, we're not going to be satisfied anymore. We got some stuff in there. We gonna get our stuff, everything. I'm telling you, this place supposed to be loaded with millionaires. I said it, praise God. I know some of y'all can't take it, but let me tell you, there's a reason why you would get it. God is gonna do some things with you. Look at Isaiah 61 and verse 4. This is why he wants you to have the money. Not so you can buy 14 Cadillacs. He wants you to have money because you're going to build the old waste places. You're going to raise up former desolation. You're going to repair the waste cities and many desolations. You're going to help those boys in prison. You're going to help these people that can't learn. You're going to help the starving infants. You're going to help the people who have no mom and daddy. You're going to help somebody. Praise God. This is why you're getting the money. The money is going to rebuild for the kingdom of God. Saints of God, you've been born again, but let me tell you, redemption doesn't come without divine provision. When they released the slaves, the Emancipation Proclamation, thank God they were free. But they were free and broke. I'm telling you, the devil has tried to treat the church the same way. He thinks just because you got saved, you're happy with that. No, we're not going to be satisfied anymore. This place supposed to be loaded with millionaires. This is why he wants you to have the money. Not so you can buy 14 Cadillacs. He wants you to have money because you're going to build the old waste places. You're going to help those boys in prison. You're going to help these people that can't learn. You're going to help the starving infants. You're going to help the people who have no mom and daddy. You're going to help somebody. The money is going to rebuild for the kingdom of God.
Stand up in your divine nature to fulfill God's kingdom on earth with Pastor Winston's dynamic teaching entitled Awakening Your Potential. To order on CD or DVD, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Hello, this is Bill Winston here. On September of 2015, we opened a prayer call center. Now, this was designed to be a resource for the partners of Bill Winston Ministries and actually anybody who really needs uh, prayer for whatever reason they might have. And since then, we've received thousands of testimonies. And I want to share with you, just to let you know the kinds of things that God is doing through this prayer call center. I have one here, I'll just say Mrs. Smith, called and prayed on July the 8th for her father who had cancer. He'd been diagnosed with cancer. And she called back to inform us that within 48 hours of us praying, that the doctor checked out her father and said there was no more trace of cancer. And the doctor informed Mrs. Smith that her father had cancer. It can't be found now, so maybe he made a mistake in the diagnosis. Right, we know who did it. God did it. You know, he can do it so clean until people begin to wonder about themselves. Now, this is because of the prayer call center. Let me give you another one. This is, let's say, Ella, she wrote. She said, I called in, in the pray, for prayer concerning my finances. Now, the person prayed for me, and at last week, I called in to company to try to find out what my balance was, and they gave me a supernatural debt cancellation answer. In other words, they could not find any trace of my bill, that my bill had been apparently paid in full, and that this is uh, one example of a debt cancellation. And she said this debt cancellation came, she had been praying for months for it, but now God gave it to her and canceled that $30,000 debt clean, <laughs> no trace of it. That's the effective, fervent prayer. <laughs> it avails much. It doesn't make any difference what the situation is. And we have found that this prayer hotline that we've got is hot. I'm telling you, people are calling in and they are getting blessed all over. Now, here's the deal about it, that if you notice each one of these, it didn't take long. It didn't take months. It didn't take weeks. It seemed that these had things happen speedily. And that's what I've been really uh, teaching to our people so they can get it in their spirit. See, God needs the operation of that truth inside of you for you to get that benefit of that, that that can be given by God. He needs that image inside of you so that he could do what you believe. And so what we teach is God will deliver us speedily. So our prayer call center now is open and these people, they're standing by again, ready to agree with you or pray with you and so forth. Now we love you. We want to keep you healthy and live long and strong. Praise God. So keep walking by faith. This is Bill Winston saying we love you. Thank you. God bless you. 
Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. This broadcast has been made available to you through the faithful support of Bill Winston Ministry partners and friends. We invite you to become a partner and join Dr. Bill Winston as he trains believers how to live independent of this world system and have dominion over it. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.